Hey Divas, we are so happy you joined us for today's podcast. We are three best friends on a mission to grow closer to God and encourage others to do the same. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for more uplifting content throughout the week. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or if you have any prayer requests. We hope you enjoy the episode. Divas. Growing up, I loved C.S. Lewis's books and the movies about Narnia. I still do. When I discovered the link between this made-up world and Christianity, they became even more intriguing. I spent a lot of time researching all the similarities and the symbolism that Lewis used. As an adult, I've read several of his books on Christian apologetics and did some reading on him as well. Lewis has become regarded as a well-respected Christian author and apologist. But there was a time in his life where he was an atheist. He used all the arguments against Christianity that we still hear. A lot of it came down to his bleak outlook on life and the beliefs that life was meaningless and nothing but despair. He read books about goodness and beauty and wanted to believe in it, but his atheistic view kept him in the dark pit of misery. But finally, something changed. Through reading books by Christian authors, Lewis realized that the argument for God was greater and more sound than the argument against God. Lewis converted. He described himself as the most dejected and reluctant convert in all of England. But the evidence was stacked against him. He couldn't help but believe and spent his life writing books to make the case for Christianity. In his autobiography, Surprised by Joy, he describes a piercing pang of longing in his life for something greater than the cycle of misery and despair he found himself in something that he couldn't identify or seem to fix. He later recognizes it as a deep spiritual hunger for God, not just the need to know that there is a God, but to have a deep and real relationship with the almighty good creator. His example demonstrates that the longing for joy beyond this world is real. This is the Holy Spirit tugging at our hearts to realize that the joy of the Lord is the true joy. So how do we nurture this longing rather than push it aside or look for joy in other things. We need to spend time alone. Jesus told us to go to a secret place. Find a place where you're alone, where you feel comfortable, where you can pour your heart out to God, where you can read his word and have him speak to you, or maybe just sit and meditate to feel close to God. Find the place away from the world. Sometimes we're so caught up in the world, we forget that it's temporary and we lose sight of our true home. Find joy in the secret place, away from your worries here on earth. Find joy in the quietness. Find joy in longing to be in the presence of God and spending eternity in heaven. In C.S. Lewis's book, Mere Christianity, he wrote, If I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. If none of my earthly pleasures satisfy it, that does not prove the universe is a fraud. Probably, earthly pleasures were never meant to satisfy it, but only to arouse it to suggest the real thing. If you've ever wondered why there's so many selfish people in the world, I think that this quote from Lewis is a good explanation. They're looking for joy in things, people, or experiences rather than, rather than the true source of joy, the Lord. 
So where are you looking for your joy? Are you seeking it in material possessions or a boyfriend or traveling or in substances like alcohol or drugs? These may bring you temporary happiness, but joy is much deeper. Joy is knowing that you are headed to a much better place through a deep relationship with the Almighty. Have a good week and be kind, be humble, and stay motivated.